Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Friends, welcome back to Mindful Talk. We are so excited to be back from our summer hiatus and summer transitions. And Misty and I are here back with you guys for the fall season. And we're just thrilled to see each other again and to, to catch up. Oh my gosh, five seasons. When I was getting dressed for this, I was like, I used to be really nervous. I used to like kind of not prepare, but like think of talking points. Now it's just, you guys are my friends. I hope you're my friends. I'm looking at my friend for the first time in like two months. It just feels really good to be back. And um, we thought we would start this season with kind of like an update, like we haven't updated each other. So this is kind of like Lauren and I really having true banter about how we discuss what happened this summer. So um, I think we both had a pretty busy summer. I know I did. Um, My mindfulness practice was pushed to the limit. If there's one thing I can talk about this summer is how I had to dig really deep and how I know and I can attest it to if you have a mindfulness mindfulness practice and you are strong and steady with it, even if it's tiny, you will stay grounded during times of everything spinning off the wheels. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Do you remember talking about what you opened with about how you used to be kind of nervous to record? Misty and I used to sweat when we would record. Yes. <laughs> we'd be like, did you get sweaty? I got sweaty for that topic. I know. Well, and I guess there probably are some topics that are a little tougher, um, but I'm definitely not sweaty for this one. No, this is not a sweaty topic today. Uh, You guys will be happy to know. Yeah. So you go first. Tell me how your summer was. um, What's new? You know, just how things are going. Two things stand out. One was a little bit weird that stood out. So you know, we've been in a major heat wave. We're in Texas or I'm in Texas, me and my family. And we've been in part of this major heat wave for the summer. And what ended up happening um, was that it almost felt similar to how it felt during the lockdowns of the Mm -hmm. pandemic, because it was too hot to go outside. It was too hot to do anything outside. And the, the heat kind of zapped your heat. And so you would drive around town and yeah, like during the week, I mean, people were out for work and stuff, but it was very quiet. And so one of the things this summer I had to make sure that was happening was that we were um, finding stuff to do because if you weren't outside, if you weren't inside by 10 AM, like there was no hiking in the morning or anything, unless you did it super early, it was just too hot. Some days it was too hot to get in the pool. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're lucky enough where we live in a neighborhood where we didn't have air conditioning issues, but it was a a real issue in a lot of neighborhoods in our city. Um, so 
I had to continually find ways to kind of keep the energy up this summer, you know, like one kid went to camp, um, the other kid ended up staying home and we had to get creative with finding things to do. And so for me, for that piece, my mindfulness practice was really uh, being aware of the dips and energy, the ebbs and the flows and making sure we didn't get too low because of the heat and just kind of holding that tone for the family and um, just doing what I could do to keep myself kind of stabilized and steady so that I could kind of be that steady force for the rest of the household. It was weird. Ugh, the container, right? I think we've talked about this before. Like you are the container for things like that happening. And I absolutely had just talked to a friend that told me that the heat where she lives, which is in Kansas, feels just like the pandemic and the really? lockdown. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you said that. That's why I smiled when you said it was because <clears throat> that's absolutely you're trapped. And, you know, I, I think it's really hard when you are the one that has to be kind of that energy, making sure everybody kind of stays where they're at, especially when you're feeling it yourself, you know? So it's like <clears throat> you were having to say, okay, Lauren, don't be grumpy with everybody because you want to go do X, Y, Z, you know, because you've got these other little people and other people looking at you. It's really hard. So I'm sorry. I know that's, that's a lot, but like you said, your mindfulness practice is probably what kept you knowing where those vibes were coming and also not getting overwhelmed when you have to do the planning, you know, cause I know there's a lot of moms or parents out there that are like, we're stuck inside. I mean, I'm going to go through it in winter, you know, you're stuck inside. What are we going to do? And you kind of start spiraling and all of the activities and the things and just kind of like, let's do one thing and let's focus on that. And let's be present for that and enjoy that. And it doesn't always have to be long. I find that an hour or two is all they really want to spend with you. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of keep going and it changes the vibe just by doing something either together or an activity, like you said. Yes. The simplicity is kind of what I'm hearing from you, which is so true. Like it doesn't have to be a big whole thing, but like, what's one thing we can, we can do now for a little while. So true. And, and it's really just, you know, for me, it was also like just a shifting my attitude all the time. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Yep. (laughs) Major attitude adjustments all Mm -hmm. day. And yeah. It's talking to yourself in your head. People call them mantras. You can call it talking to yourself, whatever it may be. You know, you do, you kind of have to be your own. I tell my girls a lot. You have to be your own hype guy. You know, you got to like, come on, Misty, you can do this. This is hard, but it's not forever. The heat's not going to last forever. We hope. Um, and so, yeah, that's, it's really hard to be that for yourself and then also be the container for everybody else. So I think there's probably a lot of parents in the same situation right now with you as their kids are still home from school. Totally. Yeah. We, we just went back to school just today. Finally, today was our first day Mm. and, um, it's early. I mean, we're recording this, what August 15th. It's early. Yeah. I know Arizona went back to school last week. Um, and what East coast is maybe after labor day. I think we all start different times. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just constant attitude adjustment and constant, like, do I want to let this situation control how I feel or can I 
check myself and bring more of myself to the table. You know, it's just constantly checking in and it's the, the self-awareness and the self-regulation that our practice offers, which I'm so grateful for, which I'm sure you used a ton of this summer. Yeah. I, I think you had a second thing. Tell me your second thing. Okay. I'll tell the second thing and then yes. Okay. Yes. So the other thing this summer that happened, which is, this is sort of changing topic. It's more of on a, a business side, but when the mindful project was a little more vague, as far as what we did, it was, I mean, Misty and I talk about this all the time. We're like, what does the mindful project even do? Like, what is our product? You know, and this summer business in Texas, at least has exploded because I got really specific on what it was. So I created through, which I wouldn't have been ready to do several years ago, but through a bunch of trainings and experience, a course called mindfulness for job related stress and trauma, we add on, um, depending on who the group is. So mindfulness for job-related stress and trauma. And that's a a niche, right? That's a very specific uh, type of person who would take that course. And it is exactly what needed to happen to get the course out there. It's so funny. I've, I've known this forever in business, like, especially with what Misty and I do to kind of niche down and get really specific. But I was always afraid, like, but what if there's someone out there that wants to practice with me and I'm too specific and they don't blah, 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 blah. Right. But, um, you know, all those people were right saying, get really specific about what you do. And so this summer I trained 70 Arlington police officers on the course. I'm doing my last session with them tomorrow. And I collected data along the way. The results are incredible. I mean, overwhelmingly, extremely positive. And I've got like four other clients I'm doing this work with. Um, It takes a lot of me to do it still. You know, it's not yoga. It's very different than yoga. I actually wear actual office clothes, (laughs) but that's not why it's really different from yoga. That's a Um, big difference. difference. (laughs) And I'm up teaching for like four hours at a time. You know, it's, it's, it's taking a lot of me, it's pushing me to my edge and it's totally what I needed right now to continue to grow. It's still really uncomfortable for me and I love doing it. I mean, I don't know how both things can be true at once, but um, yeah, so I'm pretty thrilled about that professional side. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You're stretching yourself and you're making the impact that we knew you could and I can't wait to be next. Like, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. It's awesome work. Yeah. So if anybody, you know, if anybody needs help exactly with what she said, that specific niche, you know, we're here. Mm-hmm. Totally. Awesome. For first responders, of course, healthcare, um, public school people. I have a client tomorrow who's a, or on Wednesday, who's a manufacturing client. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's pretty wild how humans are humans. I guess you could say in a nutshell, it doesn't matter what the job is. Humans are humans. And we have a survival brain and we experience stress as part of our human neurobiology and no one's immune to that, you know? So amazing. Well, I'm really proud of you. So I'll go. Um, Okay. So my My biggest update is if you're watching on YouTube, you see I'm sitting in a library. That's because I am a new library director. I started a new career at 41 years old. Um, In the past, I've told you guys I was a medical device rep. 
for about 15 years. And then I took six years off and was with my girls and focused my attention on my yoga business and my mindful business with Lauren. And we decided that as my husband retired, we wanted to move to Colorado. And then we started getting really specific and kind of as the pandemic happened and schools got really hard and things got tough. We settled on, it's a tiny little mountain town outside of Durango. It's called Silverton. It's the cutest darn thing you've ever seen. It's like living in a bubble. Um, the, The school is small and it's just great. So we had kind of decided on it with no, you know, we were going as his pension and retirement and then me doing my yoga business. And lo and behold, this job opened up to be the library director. There's only been, including me, three library directors in 60 years. So it's a very um, important job in the community. And I feel really, really, really lucky to be here. But it's a new job and it's a business and it's all mine. I'm the only person that works here. Never done this before. Now, if you've listened before, you know I love books and I love libraries. That's like at the heart of it. And I've been told by a lot of the other directors in the state that that's what will make me successful, hopefully, is just my passion for books and sharing the community aspect of it. We have a lot of hikers that hike through here and people that are very remote and haven't spoken to their family in weeks. And they'll come through the library and sit down and catch up and connect and read a book and relax. And man, it fills my soul. And so through that, Um, my mindfulness practice has really helped me in regards to not feeling overwhelmed. I think in the past, if I would have stepped into a role like this, I've wanted to know everything right away and I would have overworked myself and ultimately created burnout. And we know that's what happens, but my mindfulness practice allows me to, when it starts happening, because I'm still a person and nothing, I'm always a work in progress. When those wheels start turning and I'm like, oh, I need to work on programs and, oh, I need to do this. I say, Misty, you know what? What can you do right now? What can you do right now? What's one thing we can get done right now? And then I kind of back the bus up and I tell myself, like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, like all those silly things. But that mindfulness practice is what stops me. And it's really crazy because now I notice it because I also like, whoops, I also like to talk about it with others because we have so many people that come in here that are curious if we, if I teach yoga, if we do anything like that in our community. So I've been able to get really involved in that and in return, kind of discuss yoga through the lens of mindfulness, which most people, unless you actively study it like we do, don't really make that turn. They think of mindfulness is meditation and that's looped in with yoga, which is warrior two and standing on your hands, right? It's like the brain does that. So it's been really wonderful to back the bus up. And just like what you said, get really succinct in what I'm saying to people to help them understand the difference. And like that there, if you are really into hiking and you connect with nature, because that's a lot of people here and you go on a three hour hike, you never have service. You never take a picture. You're in it. You're feeling things. That's mindfulness. And they just don't think about that. And so it's been really fun to share that with people. Um, I've really, really enjoyed that. And the connection with the community and making it 
a place where everyone is welcome, which it is. And the library director before me made it a wonderful place for everybody to be. Um, And I hope to continue that. And I hope to bring my mindfulness and yoga practice even further into that. It's so beautiful. I just, you know, from witnessing your journey from the outside. So let's just do a little uh, tally of all the change that they have had. (laughs) Listeners. So her husband retired in April, right? Mm-hmm. Her girls ended school in June in New Jersey. They sold their house. Misty got a new job. They drove across country and moved to a new city. They found a new house. And I mean, so it's it's like checks the boxes for like three of the five major life changes. I know. I know. And months. And that's, that's probably what I would have two other things. And the next one is in the move in Mm. all of what she just described. Let me tell you, starting in April, I have had to be so diligent with my meditation practice or a solo mindfulness practice that it has to be in my calendar because that's how, how crazy life is. So if you're listening right now and you're like, I don't have any time to meditate. I don't have any time to like go for a walk and just be mindful of nature. I don't have time to have a mindful meal. Then you need to put it in your calendar because you can do it and you got to make time for the things that are important. And I knew that I, cause I had surgery too in April. Oh my gosh, and, that's right. Right. I had hip surgery, and I knew things were going to start spinning <laughs> And so I just started setting alarms. And so I'd be like, every, whatever I'm doing, it says it's time for me to meditate. So I would just, and I wasn't in a place and I'm willing to admit this where I could just sit on my own. So I have been listening to Insight Timer and listening to meditations for the last few months. I was at a point where I could definitely sit and, you know, be by myself and work through my thoughts and, and sit just fine for probably 20 to 30 minutes that's not the case right now. And I'm okay with that because I'm still meditating. I'm still making that time to sit for myself. And um, it was a lot. It was a lot of what you first said about being the container. That was really challenging because we had a giant U-Haul with my dog and my husband in it. And then I had the kids filled to the brim and the car behind him. And, you know, we're trying, gas was like $6 and 50 cents at this point in the summer. And it cost us so much money to get there. And then the military didn't reimburse us for months. And so the whole thing was like, we, we actually started laughing about it because it was so many fires being thrown at us, but I was so proud of both of us, my husband and I, because while his mindful mindfulness practice looks very different than mine boy, did he stay grounded. And we got in a couple of tips. They were, you know, the nothing fights over miscommunication. And we definitely got really agitated with our children. Um, But we were able to continue to do the things we wanted to do as a parent. And, And if we exploded or something happened, apologizing, saying that's not right. Here's why I'm behaving that way. So that they see we're human we're doing our best. We really are trying. Um, and I always told the girls, I was like, you know, mommy's a work in progress. You're just because you get to be where I am. Doesn't mean you're not going to keep working on yourself. I'm like I actually work on myself now more than I did ever. So mm-hmm. I think 
just knowing that that practice is always there is what kept me going through that Mm -hmm. and the move. So between like the starting of the new job and then like the move, I would have seriously spun off had I have not had that. Yeah. And, and and maybe Misty 10 years ago would have been drinking her way through it too. Oh, oh my gosh. And do you know that during our whole trip, when we stopped to saw friends along the way and mm-hmm. stuff, we maybe had like one drink with them. Like, so and normally awesome. we would have been with those friends and we would have like gone crazy and whatever. Totally. It was like, we were focused. We wanted to have fun and enjoy everybody, but we were also very focused on what had to happen for our family yeah. and how weak had to be the strong and steady for the kids because it was so much change for them. I mean, when we left, they finished school on June 23rd and we rolled out of town at, on June 24th. Oh my gosh. So I mean, like major change for them. Major. Yeah. Major. Yeah. And taking care of yourself during all of that, you know, this, and you and I both learned this during the pandemic is like that container gets really leaky if you're hungover or you're not eating well, or you're not sleeping, like it takes so much to be steady and to be that force for everybody around you. You have to take care of yourself if you want to do that. Otherwise it's not possible. You're absolutely right. And I was very strong and steady about my eating habits all through that journey. It would have been so easy to eat the junk food, which, you know, you don't have a lot of choices in some cases um, and you have to eat less healthy, but surprisingly in convenience stores, you know, now even they Mm -hmm. have like boiled eggs and sliced apples and cubed cheese. And so at least you can kind of keep your diet kind of regular versus like beef jerky and corn nuts and funions and Dr. Peppers. I was Barrett kind of started like that at the beginning and the girls kind of wanted to lean that way. And I was like, no, we had, you can do your one day road trip thing. You know, that's fine. But we have like seven or eight days of this. And by the end of it, you're going to feel totally terrible. So I was kind of, I would, I actually would say rigid about it, but it was more so that I wanted to stay really clear focused, like what you said, and make sure that I wasn't drinking and eating and feeling bad. And then therefore feeling bad and pushing that off on everybody else, which would end up being my kids. Cause that was who was in the car with me. Totally. Totally. Yeah. They get the the best and sometimes the worst and absolutely yeah, right there. Right. Absolutely. I think you are just such an inspiration. Like when I look at your journey and all you've done and how much you give back to, you know, I just think that you are one of those examples of, of how deciding to live differently can open up so much beauty. And so I'm just so proud of everything you guys are doing and thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It has not been easy, but if you want, if you desire a life that is less hectic and you don't want to sit and, you know, and commute every day, or you just want to slow down and do things that are important to you, you can do it. You have to make sacrifices, but oftentimes what I've found is the sacrifices I've made are now coming back in big abundance in different Mm, ways. They're not money related, but they're big abundances and people in this community take care of each other. And that's what I'm finding. Like no matter what we, like we need a trailer and people to help us move into our house in the next week, you can put that up on Facebook. And we've had like five people say they'd help us. And beautiful. I've known people for 20 years that probably be like, "Mm, I'm busy. I don't think I can move today. (laughs) So it's, 
it's out there. And um, you, one thing I tell everybody, it sounds really corny. It's your life. <laughs> I kept telling my husband that it's our life. We don't have to do what everybody thinks we're supposed to do, like move back to Texas and, you know, me work at as a device rep and he retires and gets a job with Boeing and, you know, what you're supposed to do. We just, and that's fine for a lot of people. I'm to each their own, but I'm just saying, if you're not happy with your situation, you can start to make it happen. Just takes a long time and a lot of sacrifice. I think that's a great note to end on is that you guys, it is your life. And I know we all have different details and circumstances, but Ultimately, it is it is your life. So thank you. I know so I love it. Thank yeah. you guys. I'm so excited about season five. We have some great topics and um, we'll be back every week. Same thing on Wednesdays. We're also on YouTube. Don't forget if you want to see us. Um, Lauren's hair's longer. My hair's way <laughs> longer. So we look different. I look back when we started and it was, I had really short hair. Um, so that's interesting. And then I think we also wanted to mention about Patreon before we go. Yes. So we have a newly established Patreon community where it is of course, completely optional, but if you love mindful talk and you want to support the podcast and help us cover our production expenses, um, and join part of our community, we do have a Patreon, um, a hub setup, and you can get to it from the mindfulproject.co. I believe the tab is community on yes. our main website. And you can donate a little bit a month, or you can go bigger and donate up to $20 a month. There's something for everyone. And what we're so excited about, what we've heard a lot from people is this idea of community. Um, of course, we have listeners all over the country, and we're going to be offering um, Zoom calls where we can get together live and talk about different mindfulness topics. Missy's going to do a book club. We're going to have a meditation series. And we want it to be a, a really beautiful hub for learning, um, but mostly connecting over the topic of mindfulness. Anything to add? No, I love that's why I bumped it to you because you right. always expa <laughs> explain it. I'm like, oh, it's like a club. Like I've always totally. wanted a club like this. And I feel like there's listeners out there that have been with us since season one. And please don't think you have to pay anything. Um, but I will say if you want to join, we'd love to have you. I'm really excited about the book club. It's a it's a very deep topic that I think is gonna impacts a lot of people. And so we'll be discussing that really soon. So we're very excited. Like she said, you can find all of it on our website and it's under the community tab and you can sign up there and um, we will be starting that very soon. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.